Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. I want to welcome you to our special series of Money Sense, specifically dedicated to providing valuable information regarding the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. For nearly 30 years, I have been helping listeners learn how to relate many of life's situations to their finances. This pandemic has caused wide-scale disruption in nearly every sector of our lives. No matter your personal situation, we strive to meet you where you are at, both financially and emotionally. Our guests during this series include a futurist, economist, physician, psychologist, as well as local Milwaukee business professionals to get their perspective on how you can apply their insight and expertise to your financial future. This important series will be aired on WISN AM 1130 during our regular Money Sense times, which are Saturdays at 2 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at noon. They will also be available on demand at ellenbecker.com slash money sense or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. We hope you will find these informative and be sure to share them with your family and your friends. My guest today is Jim Temmers, and he is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, serving Wisconsin, and I have asked him to join us today. We are a big supporter of the Better Business Bureaus, and as many of you know, because I talk about it all the time, is that we've been awarded the Better Business Bureau um, well, I guess you want to call it just for business ethics and integrity, the award, um, three times. And so I hold the Better Business Bureau very dear to my heart. And one of the things that I have noticed, there is more scams going on and more people being taken advantage of. And I thought, what a wonderful opportunity to bring Jim right here to the radio to talk about some of the things that are happening and how you can protect yourself. And one of the number one ways to start that process of protection is to be informed. So Jim, thanks so much for taking the time today to do the radio show. And let's just sort of start a little bit to give everybody some background on the Better Business Bureau, how it has impacted Milwaukee and business and homeowners. And of course, it is a global company. Sure, and Karen, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to, to speak to your listeners. Um, we do know very well the support that you've given the BBB over the years, and the fact that you are a three-time Torch Award winner uh, you know, speaks volumes for you and your company. And there are so many good businesses in Wisconsin. We have about 6,600 members in the BBB, and you know there are many other good businesses as well. And what the BBB does as we exist, it sounds a little highfalutin, but really we want to increase trust and integrity in the marketplace. We want to create a world where anyone buying or selling something can trust each other. That's why words like trust, integrity, honesty, truth, um, this is what we talk about. This is what we live. You know, we can't say who the best plumber is in town, but we can give you a list of plumbers that you can trust who are going to stand behind their work. And when it comes down to it, if you're going to let someone in your home or trust them with your investments or your car, you know, you want to know you can trust that person. And in these days, with the issues our society is facing, uh, you know, trust is more important than ever. So we started actually, and the first BBB, believe it or not, was in Minnesota. You know, I don't like to give Minnesota too much credit for anything, but I guess we got to give them that one, right? 
And uh, it started when there were all the fake ads going around, you know, people selling pills that'll cure anything and uh, <clears throat> miracle salves and cures and ointments. And all, all this was fake. So business people that had legitimate businesses banded together to try and um, shame these people with the fake advertising so they would either go out of business or stop their ways. So it's really business people trying to keep other business people honest for the benefit of everybody. And that still today is what we are. We are a non-government, non-profit agency. We're a third party between buyers and sellers. So we foster open communication, honest communication. And then we also try and protect consumers from fraud, from scams. We do a lot of that. That's We're going to talk about that today very much. But we point out the bad and we point out the good, such as our torch awards or our accreditation system at the BBB. Um, and all of our products, all of the information you get from us is free. If any consumer wants to go to bbb.org, doesn't matter where you are. Right? We're, I wish we were global. We're out in all of North America, though. So that's a good <laughs> Canada, uh, the U.S., and Mexico. You know, find a business, check on a business. We also have an arm for charities called give.org where you can check them out before you give. And that's another, you know, we haven't really gotten into a lot of charity scams yet, but they will continue long after this pandemic is over. That tends to be the a tailing indicator for national disasters, all the fake charities that start to sprout up. And we want to help people very much. And unfortunately, that money then too can go to scammers. Why do we see scams um, increasing at such volume in a time period like this? What, what is the, you know, what is the impetus behind it that makes people come out in such a way to come up with things that are artificial and so hurtful to so many people? Yeah, well, scammers always rely on fear and uncertainty. And in times like this, those are two of the main emotions that are across the board in our country and the world. Um, so we have people who are losing their income. Maybe they lost a job. They're worried about their health. They're worried about protecting their family and their family's health. So if you're online and maybe you see a ad for a miracle cure or where you can get protective equipment cheap or someone's going to offer you an online a job that's going to pay you a lot of money for staying at home, people are reacting emotionally rather than thinking logically. And usually if you have time to think about a scam, you don't fall for it. So they really try and push you time-wise. It's always something you have to act now. You have to do it today. Uh, you know, tomorrow's going to be too late. So anytime something sounds too good to be true, somebody's forcing you, you're feeling pressured into making a decision, and they take advantage of emotions. You know, some scams are you're happy. They tell you you won the lottery or you want a new car. Mm -hmm. Now it's, oh, we have extra government money to give you. We can give you more. Just give us your social security number in your bank account or give us an $800 processing fee and we can get you a $10,000 government grant. So you get excited. There's something coming your way and you want to believe it. So you do believe it. Of course, fear is another big factor, right? That's why you have to protect yourself. Uh, get protective equipment. Um, there used to be ones that would come out, you know, from the IRS, and people still get these, right? It's the IRS. You're behind in your taxes. The police are going to come to your door. You have to pay us right now. Uh, so they scare people. But, of course, they play it through a little bit, and they say, well, we don't want a check or a credit card, but, you know, go get us some 
uh, gift cards or a green dot card. Well, we all know the IRS doesn't want payment that way, but scammers want something they can't trace. So that's what they ask for. Or, you know, computers, All so many people working at home these days and the computer scams. Um, people have been falling for these for years and they still do. Uh, someone said, oh, we identified a bunch of viruses on your computer and we'll take it over and, you know, give us $300 and we'll fix it. Well, you can get them their $300 and they'll probably just put some ransomware or something else on your computer and you're in worse shape. So a lot of the scams that have been going on for a long time are all ramped up right now with a few different variations in them, but it still comes down to people acting on emotion, not thinking through. And a lot of it does come back to this pandemic of fear and uncertainty that we have. Let's take a quick break right now. And then when we come back, Jim, let's talk about some of these scams and some of the things that you've been noticing and getting calls on. My guest today is Jim Temmer. He is the president CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Wisconsin. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I am the founder and the senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And it's just been such a great opportunity to be able to interview different people within our community and outside of our community on some of the issues that are facing us with this new COVID-19. And I feel very blessed to have been doing Money Sense for 30 years. This is my 30 year anniversary. And in 30 years, we have never sold a product on the air. It's always been about education. So consumers, people, clients can really make good decisions about their lives. And my guest today is Jim Temmer. He's the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau. And Jim, you've been sending out all kinds of notices that I get all the time. And I am, on one hand, I have to say, I'm fascinated from some of the creativity that people use to scam people. And on the other hand, it breaks my heart because I know that I have known people and we've had clients that have gotten scammed on the computer things or social security, a variety of different things. And there's so much shame and hurt and violation that's attached to something like this happening. Right, and you know, we say scam or uh, there aren't a lot of people that are brought to justice for this because many of these scammers, especially online, are outside of our country. And there is a stigma attached to it and people feel bad like it's their fault. But you have to remember these scammers are criminals. It's like they stole your money or they stole your car people are hurt. They're made, they're lessened by this activity, but it is not their fault. Uh, they are victims. And we don't, you know, we don't blame victims. We should not blame victims. And one reason people feel this way is because they don't talk about it. And the more we talk about scams, number one, it has a great effect of informing people, which will empower them to look out for the problems and not be scammed. But the other one is you find out so many people are scams. You look at our reports, things the FBI puts out, Federal Trade Commission. Um, there are millions and millions of people that fall victim to scams across the country every single year. And what we need to do is talk about it with others. Um, believe it or not, we did a white paper a few years ago, and the number one group that's likely to fall for a scam in our country is millennials. It's not mm -hmm. senior citizens they tend to lose more money because they've had a lifetime to build it up. So it's millennials who do almost everything over their smartphones, uh, fall for scams, they can lose their identity, they shop on fake websites, there's all sorts of things that happen. So it's not a factor of how intelligent somebody is, 
or how on the ball they are, if they hit you at the right time, almost anybody could fall for a scam. So that's why the more you talk about it to your neighbors, your friends, if you've got senior relatives, just because they have so much more at risk and they are less likely to talk about it, um, talk about these things. You help them out by letting them voice their concerns and worries and you educate and empower them as well. You know, I have to admit that just recently on Facebook, there, well, there's a couple things that have been going on. One, where you're supposed to put your high school picture and family pictures on there. And the other one, I just happened to see really cute, you know, blouse or something. And I ordered it and it was a total scam. I got it and it was like a size one instead of what, and there zero address to send it back to. There was right. no way I could send it back. Mm -hmm. And now I am so cautious when I look at these things, but they make it all look so great. And I ordered it and literally could not return it. Right. And well, you said a few things there and I'll just, one of them on Facebook or other social media, these quizzes, you know, what island should you live on or what this or that? They have these fun quizzes. People are sitting at home these days, maybe more time on their hand, but they're asking you questions. Um, what's your mother's maiden name or what street were you, uh, did you live on when you grew up? What was your first pet's name? And it all sounds very simple and kind of fun until you turn around and realize, hey, wait a minute. A lot of those are the same questions they ask to reset a password on an account, a bank account, a credit card account, you name it. So scammers will get that information and who knows how long they hold on to it until they can match it up with an address and a name and uh, other things. Maybe they find out that you have an account, um, you know, with a certain bank or with a certain retail establishment, and then they can put, put it all together. So you have to be very leery when you're taking these kind of quizzes online and you're putting the information there. And it's not, you know, which color do you like best, but it's anything that's personal of nature. You mentioned the high school photos. Well, from that, a scammer could probably find out where you lived and how old you are. And those are, again, two bits of personal information that will go out there and go into a puzzle along with other bits of information about you that are all put into a database and um, who knows how long it will be until it's utilized. So this isn't to tell anybody, be afraid, don't do anything online. It's just use your mind, you know, be skeptical, look at your own privacy, your privacy settings. Um, and again, on Facebook, maybe you've got some personal details out there that you don't want everybody to know about and look out for friend requests because we all know that you think you're friends with somebody and all of a sudden you get a new friend request or a couple of them. And a lot of times that is somebody who's spoofing that individual to try and get you uh, to join, to be friends with somebody who's a scammer. And again, they might sit on that information for a long time and all of a sudden you're going to see a post supposedly from your friend that says, Hey, here's a great free trial offer that, you know, makes uh, wrinkles go away and, it's easy to sign up for it. Or again, here's, you can get free money from the government or a scholarship or whatever it is. And if you see it has some legitimacy, it comes from a friend, you're more likely to believe it, but that's not your friend. It's a scammer who hijacks somebody else's account. So it's just something to be leery about and buying clothes, buying anything online. Uh, websites can go up. They're very easy. You can take pictures from other websites and copy them and they'll ask for your information and, you know, you buy something and it's not even there. This is huge right now, believe it or not, for puppies, for animals. Um, puppy scams are always big because people, people love puppies. I do too. And they'll find 
uh, the cute breeds that are relatively expensive and they'll offer them for about a third or half price what they are anywhere else. And they'll ask for cash usually, they don't want a credit card or a check and there's no puppy and they'll put you off and they'll say, well, we need more money for creating it, more money uh, during, cause of COVID, you know, to transport it in an airport, we need more money and more money for this, more money for that. And then when you say you aren't sending any more, then they just stop talking to you completely. And there's never a puppy and people lose, again, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this. And it's something that happens all the time, but it's even increasing now because of uh, people wanting a little more friendship, I think, and a nice puppy while they're sitting at home. All the dating sites. I've talked to so many people who have talked with people for time, for months. And then all of a sudden they're in Mexico and they're working on a rig and the job isn't going well. Can you just send a little bit of money to, I want to come and visit you. I mean, all kinds of things. And I think you're right at times when people are lonely and you're stuck inside, um, people can be bamboozled as my grandmother used to say <laughs> very easily. And That's so dating sites, I think can be a, really an attraction for some people that scam. You bet they are. And there are a few things to look out for there. If you're in a website, a dating website, and if somebody right away wants you to go to a different platform, maybe they want your phone number so you can text them directly or go to a different chat room, whatever it is. The sooner they want you off of that website, the more likely it is it's a scam because the, uh, we'll call them computer dating services, whatever you want to call them, they monitor those and they watch those. So if somebody is a scammer, they want you off to there as soon as possible. The scammers will often give a small gift. Maybe they'll send you a, a necklace in the mail or a small gift, and you're thinking, well, this can't be a scam because they're giving me something. And before you know it right, they're going to meet with you. They're going to uh, be there. They want to fly, but they can't afford the ticket. Or they've just bought a ticket. Oh, but their mom is now in the hospital, so they need something. And after they have you groomed, they will go on and these scams are so deep into people that even after they find out their scams, a lot of times the victims will still think, well, they did really love me. And the scammers know that. So even after they say, well, you know, it started as a scam, but I've really fallen in love with you. And this is one where it does affect older people more than younger people. Um, and kids will talk to their parents and say, no, that's not true. It's a scam. And it is so, again, deep, the sense of wanting, you know, to be in a relationship, wanting to be loved, that people will believe just about anything. And they can lose a lifetime savings. So yeah. going after this dream that will never happen. I had heard someone say that one of the first things you should do is ask them to um, do a FaceTime or to actually see them visually because they never will do that. That's right. And, and if, they, if they tell you that they can't do it or they don't have the technology to do it or whatever, you know it's a scam because they won't show their face. That's true. Uh, but they also, believe it or not, are hiring actors and actresses. So if oh. they think there's a big fish on the line and uh, maybe I'm on the line and I'm telling someone that I'm a 28-year-old uh, female, you know, whatever it is, I'll have some of those and they can sit there and they can have a 10 minute video chat with, uh, you know, many, many people a day. Oh my goodness. Wow. So even at that, you have to, there's no real way, but that is a great one. First of all, talk to them on the phone because again, you can tell who they are. And most of these originate overseas. 
Um, so you can almost, you know, so when you're speaking to somebody on the phone, a lot of times there'd be a heavy accent that wouldn't be understandable if they lived in Milwaukee, say. Right. But, um, but you do, you want to get any kind of personal information or you talk to them. Oh, where did you grow up? Really? Uh, was there, what, where did you go to restaurants there? Or, oh, isn't that near, uh, I've got a cousin that lives in that town. You know, so anything you can pin them down with specifics that you could follow up on. I mean, say somebody said they were from, uh, you know, wherever, Kenosha, or I mean, they grew up there. And then they say that they went to, you know, whatever restaurant or a grocery store. There are things you can at least research on your own if you're getting into a relationship. But people's needs are, as we see, and a problem now during this pandemic is people need to be connected to other people. And when they're not, they look, they look for ways to do it. And that's, what, again, what scammers are taking advantage of. My guest today is Jim Temmers. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau right here in Wisconsin. And with that, we will be back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and the senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Jim Temmer. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Wisconsin. And we have been talking about some of the scams, some of the things that are happening within our community and actually all over the country that are taking advantage of people. And one of the things that we want to do today is just to give you kind of a, you know, a little light, shed a little bit of light so that when some of the these things come up or you hear about them, you have a friend that hears about them, a child, a parent, um, that you can, you know, assist them and help them to understand that it's maybe not true and you don't want them to be taken advantage. So Jim, I know that during this COVID-19, there's been several scams. You've mentioned a couple, but I know that with all the medical and the health and all of that, it's been really big. Can you go over some of the other ones that you haven't mentioned? You bet. I'm just going to run through. These are really our top six COVID-related scams going on right now. And top of the list really are phony cures, the face masks, the N95 masks, gloves, uh, anything that people would want that is associated with this virus. Um, you'll get ads online saying that they're available. They're available cheap. I've got a colleague actually who runs a BBB out of Cincinnati who sent me a copy of something she saw. Supposedly the company was in Brookfield and they were selling as many N95 masks as you wanted, like 50 cents a piece or whatever. There was a crazy amount. And it was a fake business, didn't exist, wasn't in Brookfield, um, and it was a fake website. But if someone was scared and they wanted to buy all those masks up, they could go in there and they could have bought as many as they wanted to. Um, and the money but, would have been gone. Yeah. No trace, no nothing. No nothing. And that website was gone in a few days. And a few days after that, it probably came up under a slightly different name. Uh, these websites, these fake websites that go up like that are, are insidious. And the thing is, like I said, you can take pictures from anywhere and put it up. So when you're looking at a website, do something that hardly nobody does. We, when it goes to the about us, uh, look for the privacy policy on the website. Look for a return policy. Are there phone numbers? Is there actually a business you can contact? Because if you're a scammer, you're not putting any contact us information in there. And you really aren't putting together a privacy policy or probably return policy. So little things like that. Or if you're reading a website and it just doesn't seem right, like the words are wrong, or it seems like someone just cut and pasted bits of sentences, that's probably exactly what somebody did. <laughs> so really take a look at that. And, you know, there are no miracle cures out there, at least at this point. And it's just buying out of fear. 
another scam going on, you know, we've all heard about the government, uh, the stimulus checks, and they came out, some people are still waiting for them. But there are so many scammers out there, again, just wanting to get your bank account number, your social security number, or some cash out of you that through social media, phone, email, and even text messaging, we've seen scams about this. And there are many text scams going on these days where you may get a text and it will say, oh, if you want information about this, you know, government uh, money, press one. But if you want to stop getting messages from us, press nine or reply stop or reply no. Really what they want you to do is reply because these text scams are a lot like uh, robocalls. They're just texting a million numbers, two million numbers, millions of numbers, seeing which lines are live and which ones just aren't real numbers. And as soon as you respond, you could respond yes, no, purple, blue, it wouldn't make a difference. They know it's a live number. So you're going on a list and your phone number is then being sold to other scammers. So we recommend if you get any text like that that says no to opt out or you know, don't do it, just delete the message. You know, you can uh, block the number from your phone if you want to, but as soon as you respond, your mark is a live number. Scams have been around for a long time. And again, that so many people are working remotely from home electronically. Uh, the con artists are stepping it up. They claim that they are uh, giving you IT support or your computer has a virus, like we said a little while ago. They just want you to try and click on links that are inappropriate. So if you're getting any kind of unsolicited emails saying there's something wrong with your account, or again, this is your IT department, uh, don't click on links in that email if you can't verify who it is. You know, go back to a bill you may have had or other statements and you can contact a company that way. Another one that's really bad with work from home is a business email compromise scam. And this has been going on even before COVID-19. Um, let's say that I am the accountant for my company and I get an email from my boss saying, we just started a new contract. Please send $10,000 to XYZ company. Well, I'm going to do that, right? Because my boss told me to, but his or her email was compromised and it was a fake email that I received and our company just lost a bunch of money. This has been going on in Wisconsin for years. Um, a church in Port Washington, unfortunately, lost over half a million dollars on this kind of scam. Municipalities have been scammed. Private businesses have been scammed. So we really recommend if you are working and you get an email supposedly from somebody asking you to write a check to someone you've never written to before, pick up the phone, go old school, and actually call up and ask if they've really uh, authorized that payment or not. And you could end up saving yourself or your business a lot of money. Uh, Employment scams, you know, last year, again, before COVID hit, they were the number one scam across the country. And with more people out of work, unfortunately, and more people looking for work, they're just going through the roof. Uh, the fraudsters will take advantage of this. They'll post phony work from home jobs, promising good pay and remote work. Uh, again, things to look out for if there's no interview required. You know, if they're just offering you this great job, that's a red flag. A lot of times they will say, well, I will give you your first week's pay, whatever. Let's say I'll send you a check for $1,000, but you have to pay for your training materials or we're going to send you a uniform. You have to pay for that. Whatever it is, they have some excuse. And they'll say, well, you send us back 600 bucks. Okay. Or, you know, I'll send you 2,000 bucks. You send us back $500. Okay. 
Uh, you'll get a check, you'll put it in your bank, you'll write your check out for $500, send it to whoever they sent it to. And of course, you put a fake forged check into your bank account. Uh, this is an overpayment scam. It's popular for employment scams. Just about anything, like if you buy anything on Craigslist or somewhere else, these uh, overpayment scams are throughout the country, just about everywhere you go. So we, again, recommend do not cash a check from somebody you don't know and pull money out against it. And you have to wait maybe 12, 14 days before it fully clears the bank. Once it's cleared and it's a legitimate check, then you can do whatever you want with those funds. But up until then, don't draw any money out against it. What about people that are looking to sell things right now, Jim? I know I interrupted, but with people so short on cash, are those scams too where people are buying and um, buying things just to help you get money? Well, of course, not all of them are scams, but the scammers are out there. I mean, you know, we tell people if you're on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or any of that stuff and you're going somewhere to buy or sell something, make sure it's in a public spot. Um, don't go alone if you're worried about your personal safety. And it's really buyer beware in a lot of those things. They're usually cash transactions. Uh, just know what you're getting into ahead of time and be prepared. So it's things that where usually you aren't meeting people face to face that are the scams. Maybe you want to um, rent out a vacation rental in Florida, or again, you're selling a car online for 2,500 bucks Somebody said they saw it online, they're going to send you a check for $3,000, but they need 500 back or whatever it is. So there are, there are a lot of scams in any of those free marketplaces and also the free um, job boards. People, you just have to take everything out there with a grain of salt. And again, if somebody's giving you money for nothing, it's probably a scam. Um, and there's not the, it's the opposite of something for nothing when I, we aren't hearing about it so much now, but remember in the beginning of this was the price gouging. Boy, I mean, we all know we heard about the horror stories with toilet paper or the masks or anything else. Um, and these are the times when people should really mark how businesses are treating them. And there are some businesses out there that didn't treat people very well and they were price gouging. And I'm not talking about prices going up by a small margin because, you know, shipping has gone up, raw materials have gone up, a lot of prices have gone up. So by the end of year, the consumer walking into a store, maybe the price is up a little bit, but the price didn't go up to pay $50, you know, for a pack of toilet paper or something like that, or, you know, $10 for a gallon of bleach. Um, and people should remember those businesses that treated them well during this time and those businesses that didn't. And actually, if it's actual price gouging, it's illegal. And you can report that to us in a complaint. We share that information with the, um, the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection and the Federal Trade Commission. Um, there are, again, legislative efforts against price gouging and businesses can get in trouble for it. And you can give us what information you have, you know, how much they were charging you, what date it was, if you take a picture of the sticker, you know, the price item, all that stuff. And we share that with law enforcement and we create our database so you can go in there and see what businesses have been uh, supposedly price gouging. And it's things like that I think really get people upset. It's the idea, all of these, someone is taking advantage of another human being in a time of crisis. And there's not much lower than that. And unfortunately, that's all that we've been talking about today. 
Jim, um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's, you mentioned businesses, let's supporting businesses and some of the things that people can do to support their business and to um, really, instead of looking at what's not right, but looking at what is right. And then if someone does have a complaint or someone has had something happen to them, how can they contact the Better Business Bureau? And what is the process for that? Often it's very hard for people. They just sort of suck it up and say, I'll never do that again. But it's really much better idea to make a complaint, to bring the awareness so that somebody else doesn't get caught in the same trap. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I'm the founder and the senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest today is Jim Temmer. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau right here surveying Wisconsin. And we have been, unfortunately, as Jim talked about it right before the break, is we've really been talking about all the hard things that have been happening in times like this and the Better Business Better Business Bureau certainly is, you know, a key maker in this market of keeping us really well informed so that we're not taken advantage of. But they also do a lot of other things that Jim can talk about. And one of them, of course, has been talking about how to support our local business. But not only that, but helping local businesses to know what they can do in this time of um, pandemic to really enhance their business and to provide services to their community. And so, Jim, if you could tell people, give them a little bit of an idea what it what they can do if they do have a situation that they would like to bring to the attention um, for other consumers so that they aren't taken advantage of. Sure. At the BBB, we've got a real simple website. It's bbb.org, bbb.org. And there, if you want to, you can write a review on a company. You can lodge a complaint against the company. And if you were either the victim or an attempted victim of a scam, you can enter that information as well. And it's all right there on our website. And uh, for review, that's easy. You know, everyone's familiar with that. You look up the business. It can be positive, negative, neutral. But we actually vet our reviews. We make sure that there was an actual business transaction between the buyer and the seller or the user of the service. Uh, we have a algorithm that goes in and it looks at IP addresses because there are sites that allow uh, reviews to be farmed out. I mean, there are people that write reviews for a living. There are businesses that write reviews for a living and they put thousands of fake reviews out there depending on if they're paid to write it positive or negative. So we actually do vet our reviews and you can trust what you see on the BBB site. If someone has a complaint against a company, we take that complaint, we give it to the company, we facilitate the back and forth, the communications, all the way up to binding arbitration and mediation. Uh, but we really, again, because our goal is to get this trustworthy marketplace. So, and we don't say, you know, the buyer is not always right, but the buyer definitely has a right to have their complaint responded to by a business. Uh, so we make sure that that process goes on. And then Scam Tracker, it's an interactive heat map that has been developed just over the past few years. And we have tens of thousands of entries in there. You can search zip codes, you can search neighborhoods. Uh, maybe your mom lives in Seattle or you've got friends in New York or Vilas County, wherever it is, your own neighborhood. You can look what's going on right there, what's been reported. Is it a door-to-door -door asphalt salesman coming around? 
is someone calling uh, for IRS or for some kind of COVID related scam. And people enter there, you know, the dollar amount that you'd lost or again, that people wanted from you, phone numbers, names, and a few things happen at that point. We compile all that information in our database. So if there are people all over the country being scammed by the same phone number, we can point that out. And we hand that over to law enforcement, to the FBI, Federal Trade Commission, whoever it is, even down to local police departments. But also that information is available to the broader community. So when you enter into Scam Tracker, you're sharing your information with your neighbor, with someone down the street, again, anyone who's interested. And that education, just like we said earlier, Karen, is the number one way to prevent being scammed. So it's a way to empower. A lot of times people say, well, what can I do? You know, what can I do about these scams? They call me all the time. Who knows? There's nothing we can do about it. Well, this is what we can do about it. We help each other out. And hopefully at that point, we're really lessening the amount of scams that are going to go on in this country. Jim, you talked about business, and I guess one of the things that I would encourage my listeners that I've been a member of the Better Business Bureau for, I don't even know how many years, at least 20 plus years, if not more. And I would really encourage everyone to take a look at that. It's in times like this that people really do get worried. And I know that it has been a real advantage for our company, for people looking for someone that they can trust when they're working with their finances. But that's true for dentists and doctors and every kind of business out there. And so they can just go to bbb.org and look it up and have someone work with you to get the, the three Bs on your door, on a window in your office, so that when people come in, they actually know that you're certified and that you're interested in having a business that promotes ethics and integrity. Well, that's right, Karen. And of course, we believe that every business relies on trust. It doesn't matter what you're selling or what service you're providing. If you don't have a trusting relationship with a client or a customer, you won't have a business anymore. Trust is the number one thing that you need to have a successful business. And it's also our accredited businesses that supply us with the ability to do what I'm doing today. Now, again, we are not a governmental agency. A lot of people hear Bureau in our name and they think we are. We are a nonprofit 501c6 organization. So we don't get a dime of money from the government. We educate the public, we provide information, we help businesses out, and they are our only source of revenue that we have. So when we are accredited businesses, they help out the BBB, but they also have, they're really community supporters. They are also heroes in our community because they think that it's important to build this trusting community. And in our society today, anytime, any place you can increase, increase trust, you're doing us all a big favor. So I'd like to thank you, Karen, for your long standing with the BBB and any other accredited business out there because you're the ones really that need the thanks. I want to just talk for a few minutes. We don't have too much time left, but I saw that you had sent something to me not too long ago, and it was about tips to boost your business for specifically for people who were doing curbside pickup best practices. And, you know, most restaurants never did that, but they were being creative and innovative as to how they could provide services and stay in business. And I thought it was excellent. And you had put down there all a little blurb about several different things um, for those businesses. And I think it's true for all businesses, you know, provide experiences, prioritize customer service, live your brand values, create a little ambiance, train for curbside pick up success, enforce strict health and hygiene policies, 
Um, oh, there was just a whole clearly direct consumers um, so that they understood it. Have great online information. Make it simple. Um, and, and just what you were talking about, it said, embody the BB standards for trust. Build trust. Advertise honesty. Be truthful. Be transparent. Show integrity. Um, and, and find ways to support your community during this difficult time. And when you talk about transparency, clearly communicate your offer. Then do what you say you'll do. Be truthful. Again, if what you offer is limited because of supplier delivery complications, let consumers know up front. Um, the whole idea of, of honesty um, and protecting their health and don't ever use fear to create a buzz or increase profit and keep your prices fair. I think that for consumers and it, it helped consumers know what to look for. And there you were helping our, I think one of the hardest hit businesses in our community restaurants, certainly um, helping them to be able to have sort of a menu of things that they could look at to be successful. Uh, that's right. That's what we and what we're telling people too. They say, "What are you going to advise now that uh, the people are getting back to work, opening their doors again?" All we advise is what we ever advise: be truthful, be honest, be with integrity. If you have someone call you, "Do I need a face mask? Do I need this? Do I need that?" Be as honest as you can with your consumer. That's always going to pay off in the end. Never deliver what you uh, never promise what you can't deliver, and it goes the other way too. We talk to consumers. Be honest when you're looking for a business to ask the right questions. You aren't going to be able to have low pay and high returns on everything you do. So treat each other fairly and treat each other with respect. I love what you just said. That was a great press release that came out of our office. Um, that's, those are the people we want to work with, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. who I want to work with. That's who I want to live with. That's for sure. My guest today is Jim Temmer. He is the president CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Wisconsin. Please go to the BBB.org to learn more. Definitely to sign up and become a member of the BBB and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to our COVID-19 edition of Money Sense. Our goal is to provide valuable information so that you can feel more confident in your financial decisions. You can listen to the show and any that you may have missed at ellenbecker.com slash money sense or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. To discuss these topics and more with one of our wealth advisors, call us at 262 691 3200 or visit ellenbecker.com for a complimentary consultation.